Welcome to Financial Life Planning. I'm Matt Robeson, your host with our guest, owner of the podcast, owner of Morton Financial Advice, Mike Morton. Mike, how are you? Good, Matt. Hey, what hey, what happened with starting with the catchy title? Remember, we need to get we need to get above the eighty five. Don't oh, we start okay. these things with Here a good is. catchy title? <laughs> Can't my parents pay for that? There it is. I love it. I just didn't want to mislead people up top because you would think that this is something that most of our listeners as parents would be hearing. But you're saying, no, this is something you should be saying. I love it. This is great. Someone else should yeah. pay for all my stuff. Go on, Mike. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm hoping my parents aren't listening to this podcast episode. <laughs> so. I, you know, your parents are lovely people. And I'm actually feeling now, now I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling really bad about this. Like, I will they will they forgive me, guys? This is not my Maybe. fault. This is Mike's idea. <laughs> this is yeah, this is my idea. So this is a legit thing, man, that I want to dive into, and of course, we get some good laughs along the way based on our experience. You know, having both healthy you know, parents and also young children, so kind of being like right in the middle, being parents ourselves. But th- this is a legit question where I do have multiple clients that their parents are trying to lower their estate. Okay, so they have some, they have done a great job and they're trying to lower their estate. So trying to give away some money in in all the ways that they want to do that. And also in conjunction, you know, we're getting to this point realizing, hey, let's not, you know, let's not die with the most money and then leave it to charity or to our kids or whatever. You know, let's give it away and see it used during our lifetime. So that's kind of been a big movement as well in the elder generation, giving away money while they're still alive, seeing it used. And so this is a legit strategy that I've talked to a few different clients about. And so I figured it was worth throwing it out there in case it triggers anything for listeners like, oh, yeah, you know, we're kind of in this situation. Some of these things might make sense. Yeah, so like if you're James Murdoch, son of Rupert Murdoch, you're definitely, your ears just pricked up. It's like, yeah, I'd like my dad to spend all his money on me right now. Yeah, exactly. But wait, no, you're saying that this applies to a much broader swath of people. So a bunch of questions from what you just said. First of all, well, let's start with let, let's start with my little joke there. This doesn't just apply to the wealthiest people. There could be people in the course of estate planning who are much closer to like middle-class status who are thinking about, you know, I could I could start to give away some of what would eventually be my estate right now. That's right. And it runs the gamut. Yes, it's going to be pretty well off people where the estate taxes are going to hit you. And that's why you might want to take advantage of this strategy. But also, let's you know, there's other situations. Oh, you know, my my child has a medical emergency that's costing me tens of thousands of dollars this year. Mm-hmm. And that's a really big strain on my family. My parents you know, might be able, that might be an opportunity. They can say, well, geez, we're going to kind of leave you. Maybe it's a couple hundred thousand. Maybe it's not like crazy amounts, but we could spend some of that now to help out your family now if you have one of these emergencies. So yes, it can apply in a variety of situations. And so that's why I think it's worth just exploring the topic in case, again, something resonates with you. So is just walk me through again, we've talked about this before, the estate tax situation. Yep. When would you be thinking in terms of like, ooh, I'm about yeah. to go over some some limits yeah. here? Yeah, it's going to be multi-millions. All right. Now here in the state, so federal, you're going to get taxed. Right now it's above 12 million per person. So if you pass away and you have more than 12 million, you're going to start owing federal taxes. So that's a lot of money, you know. So you might not be in that situation. But 
remember that two two points. One, they compound. So if you're still like, oh, I'm, I'm, my parents are healthy. They're going to live for another 20 years. Even if they had one or two million, that could pretty easily grow to six, seven million, you know, over 10 or 20 mm. years. The other thing is that 12 million I just mentioned is set to get cut in half in a couple of years. It goes back to 5 million. All right. So I 5 see. million. So if you're going to be above 5 million when you pass away, you're going to start owing federal taxes. The other thing is certain states have state taxes. We live in the state of Massachusetts, Matt. And here, if you die with more than 1 million, you start getting hit with state taxes. All right. So there's Actually, some in the state of Massachusetts. You. If you have loose change and lint in your pocket, the state owns a portion of that. I, yeah, but, um, <laughs> that's true. But right. they did just give back a whole bunch of state taxes, <laughs> which is so bizarre. Anyway. Fantastic. I, anyway. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. In the meantime, every time I get a haircut, like someone from the state tax assessor's office shows up. It's like, I need this pile over here. That's right. Well, you know, the, the, so, all right. It would sound on the surface like. A bunch of people would be saying, like, I'm not really in the situation where my my parents are, are going to be in the $12 million category or even the $5 million category. Thank you very much. But just to just to read back to you, what you're saying is, well, you don't have to necessarily be $12 million. You, you, you could be looking at you have a million saved up. That's not that unusual these days. You have a million, two million saved up. And if you're looking at a long enough time frame – we could be within a window where, first of all, the limit descends to $5 million, where you yep. start to owe some taxes. And second of all, where compound interest kicks in, and all of a sudden, that is what you could be looking at over time. And then I thought I heard a sneaky third thing that makes this relevant to a much broader swath of people, which is what's really relevant here is if you have enough for your retirement with, with all of your forward projections – even if you're not worried from the estate tax angle, you might want to start to say, hey, you know what? I want to see my kids enjoy some of the fruits of my savings now. They can make better use of it than I can in my retirement. So you might be in more of that like two, three million dollar estate range and still be thinking about like, are there good ways for me to benefit my kids without tax consequences right now? That's exactly right. You got it. You know, and and we're talking about our parents, so they're they would be thinking my kids and my grandkids, you know, helping out their their children's families now while they're still alive. And it's the same thing I was saying earlier, where you know, giving away to more money to charities or organizations during their lifetime, giving away you know to fam to supporting family during their lifetime rather than leaving it when they're not around and not right. seeing you know the fruits being implemented. That's correct. I, I now, I'm, I'm not trying. It, I know it sounds to your parents like I'm trying to crab walk us into like, so really, you should start giving Mike Morton some money. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just no, trying to make this relevant to it. as many people as possible. That's that's all. Please, please, please forgive me, Senior Mortons. Okay. So what are we talking about in terms of the mechanism here? So like, you know, we've nailed the idea of this could apply to you. Yep. What are you talking about actually doing? Yeah. So a couple of different things that you can do. And let me also go back to before I tell you that the other thing that you mentioned is that growing, you know, if, if you had one or two million saved, which look a lot of parents do, you know, yeah. very frugal, saved for many, many years, worked hard, you know, have some good retirement savings. Even if you have one or two million, if you expect at a 10% interest, that will double every seven years. So if you have 15 more years and you have $2 million, that goes two to four to eight. So 
it goes pretty quick. I mean, it doubles pretty quick compounding a quick <laughs> 15 years. Can, it seems like a long time. Just but <laughs> yeah, and can I just pause you? Like, that makes me think so much. I, I just I, I want to applaud you for finding the most depressing freaking topic you could. You combine <laughs> death and taxes together, Mike. I mean, you're you're some kind of a you're you're just a cup of sunshine on this topic. Yeah, I like Fantastic. To, I like to talk about sure things, death and taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's phenomenal. We'll, we'll um we'll hit worldwide diseases next. This is great. No, yeah. I, it's look, it's the practicality <laughs> of life. All right. So So what can yes. we do? So what what can we do? Yeah, yeah. So the easiest thing there is um, if you stay under the annual gift limits. Anybody can give anybody up to $17,000. This is in 2023 with without having to file any paperwork or owe any taxes or anything else. So I can, Matt, I could give you $17,000 for no, no work that you do. You know, this is not work related. I could just give you $17,000. And you know, no one, no one would care, especially the IRS. Yeah, yeah. If you started, if you gave me that, that would be the ultimate irony, since I get nothing out of the work I'm actually doing, hosting your podcast, Dick. All right, yeah. So you could give me seventeen thousand dollars, but more to the point, yep. your parents could give yep. you and your spouse. Now, so right. so if you have, if you have two living parents, not to get super complicated here, but like you've got a mom and a dad, and let's say you've got a spouse. Could each parent give $17,000 to you? And could each parent also give $17,000 a year to your spouse? Yeah. And that's why, that's why I put it in that terms that any person can give any other person. It doesn't have to be related, you know, 17,000. And so you got it exactly right. Two parents, could give a child and a spouse 17 each all crossways. So you add it up at $68,000. So you could transfer as much as 68,000 from your parents, if they're both alive to your family, 68,000 every year with no paperwork, no taxes, you know, that kind of thing. So that's a, that's a significant chunk that could be used for anything, you know? Now let's say you really want to bleed the elder generation dry. <laughs> and let's say you have multiple kids. Yep. Like three kids. Could you, for example, add that 34000 bucks to each of those kids as well every year? That's right. Yeah, you definitely could. Wow. Yeah, so Matt, so that's what, it's a reason to have more kids. <laughs> Fantastic. So what you're saying is if you have a spouse and you have three kids and you have two parents, you could, you could suck out $160,000 a year from them tax-free. Yes, but it would belong Amazing. to your kids, Matt. What what are they going to spend it on? <laughs> College, baby. <laughs> College. College. Yeah, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's what they're going to spend it on. So yeah. that's you know that's an easy one, right? And a lot of people mm. could do that. But this also applies. You know, this topic has come up again with with families that have a little bit more. The parents do have plenty. They've got pensions. They've got social security. They're living off mm. that, and they've got you know they've saved and they had some real estate investments or other things. So they have a few millions, and so they're thinking, what can I do? What can I do now to help out my family? And so you could just do that straight up gifting, no problem. But there are a couple other things that you can do that also where you won't run into any gift taxing or taxing rules, and they're around both education and medical expenses. And that's why at the top of the show, I mentioned if your your family's having some kind of an emergency this year, maybe there's like, geez, I got to go to a special school, you know, with my kids, it's going to be the right placement for them. Or it's a medical thing, something came up and gosh, it's just, you know, a lot of treatment or whatever. If you're anybody can pay 
again, this is anybody, so it's not family specific, but you can pay directly to the, the medical institution or the education institution. And that is all, you know, tax free, no taxes, no paperwork, oh. et cetera. Oh, that's, that's useful. So, so there's like a carve out here basically. And so it, it depends a little bit kind of, I know you were quipping a moment ago, but it depends a little bit on what you're using the money for. Yeah, that's exactly right. So those two, if you, but remember you have to pay it directly to the institution. So it's not like, Hey, I had medical bills of 20 grand. Can you help me out? If I've already paid them, then no, it's gotta be like someone else has to pay them directly. Like my parents would have to pay them directly, pay the bill directly. Are you ready to create your ideal lifestyle? Let's discover what's most important to you and design a plan to have more of that in your life. Go to meetmikemorton.com. All one word, meetmikemorton.com. And what about the lifetime gift? I seem to remember from that documentary, Shawshank Redemption, that Andy Dufresne nearly got thrown off a roof over lifetime gift rules. Yeah, there's... (laughs) Man, what was that reference? I did not get that one at all. Other than the docu- you, the documentary, never... the Shawshank Redemption, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you don't you don't remember Andy Dufresne nearly getting thrown off the roof for suggesting like, do you trust your wife? Do you think she'd go around your back try to try to backstab you? <laughs> like, oh, this this guy's about to have himself an accident, and he gets <laughs> he nearly gets thrown off the roof for suggesting that the IRS allows. Really? No, you don't remember no. this? No. Oh, oh my gosh. And- Rewatch that documentary. Spending too much time <laughs> on your clients, man. Yeah, no. Well, researching for this podcast, man. I had to make some notes for this thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you do your documentary viewing. That's all I can <laughs> right, say. Right. So, yeah, I mentioned earlier there's federal estate taxes once you get above a limit, $12 million. So it's, it's kind of interesting. They combined all these rules that you can give away that amount either when you die or during your lifetime. It's the same $12 million. So if you wanted to give away the 12 million during your lifetime, you can do that and you file some paperwork and say, I've used up the 12 million I'm allowed to give away without paying any estate taxes. But then if you pass away, whatever's left, you're going to start paying taxes right away because you've used up the 12 million. So think of it that way. You have, you can use 12 million one time during your entire life, either during or at the very end. That is different. That is actually different than what they're referring to in the movie, which is like a one-off, which is probably a tax rule that may have existed at the time and doesn't anymore, that you get this like one-time special exemption in your life to, to give away more than the annual cap. So yeah. not not something to worry about here. Um, so, yeah, and let me, let me also just say on that too, it, this is where estate planning is very relevant because these are individual limits. All right, so actually that 12 million is per person, okay? But if usually a married couple, if you don't have estate planning documents in place, then when one person dies, the the other spouse has all the money, okay? And then when they die, then all the money is just the one person. So you didn't get to use up each person's individual 12 million. And this is very common in our state, Matt, and other states have much lower limits so again, we have a 1 million, so it affects a lot more people than 12 million. And if you don't have the right estate planning documents in place, you're going to lose that 1 million individual exemption. All right. And so it's very important if you're, yeah, a young family so, and, so and you growing your know. wealth, like you know how to do that. Right. So there's 50 states worth of 
tax laws. Yeah. <laughs> and so you've got you've kind of got to know, and you don't have to know, but you you need to have a conversation with your tax preparer slash estate planner slash financial advisor. You need you you this is something you do need to, you know, as you enter kind of this yeah. this process and phase of life. It's it's a no brainer when it comes to estate planning because you're gonna save tens of thousands in taxes. I mean, easily, you know. So if you're right. in a state that does have a lower estate tax. You know, just be aware of that and know where you are outside outside today's podcast and, and conversation. But yeah, it's important to know where you're where you're gonna get hit with taxes, where your family's gonna get hit with taxes, because taxes are are a way bigger deal than we give them credit for. It's it's a lot well, of money over I, your lifetime. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it, it, you you've worked your whole life to to accrue these assets. I it it does seem like, you know, you would like them ideally to go to your children and grandchildren. Yeah. And I know I glommed together a moment ago the idea of your tax preparer, your estate planner, and your financial planner as if they're like a three-headed monster like the the knights who say knee. But I do want to draw a little bit of a distinction there because your tax preparer is probably not the same person as your financial planner or your estate planner. They're probably, your tax preparer is probably most worried about your annual tax returns. And this is something we've kind of jokingly alluded to on the show before, but you, this this does kind of lead me to an important angle of all of this, which is the estate planning angle. Because I could see, you know, a group of listeners and viewers saying, you know what? I'm not fortunate enough to have this problem. None of these things are going to apply to me. And it's very clear that my bottom line priority is I just got to have enough for retirement. So I'm not, I'm not, thank you, but this does not apply. And then there's a group of people who say, well, I, th this definitely applies because I'm so rich that I, I, I know that this is a good idea. But I think most people are going to fall into the middle of that bell curve and there, it seems to me that it really falls into your wheelhouse, which is the financial planning aspect of it, and trying to figure out that really delicate question of how much is enough? Like, how, how so how do you go about that part of this? Like, if you, if you had a client sitting down with you saying, Mike, I listened to your show. Sounds like a great idea. But what I'm worried about is if I start giving away some of my assets to my kids. What if I'm freaking destitute in old age? What about right. that genius? Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you walk them through that? Hopefully they'll give some of it back to you. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't want to ever be in that situation. Matt, that is what financial planning is all about. So I don't think we're going to break it down in, in the last few minutes of this show, but that's, but that's what financial planning is, is predicting potential futures and then coming up with scenarios and making sure you have what you need. And this is definitely fault. Today's show definitely falls in the camp of like, hey, these are tools and tips and tricks that you might be in this situation, an emergency or something happened with your family or getting some help from your parents. They do have enough. You know, they feel they're working with a financial planner, so they know they have enough and they're able to help you out. Then here's a couple of ideas that that I think are very, very valuable, you know. And so that was that was today's topic to try to, you know, just highlight that. But you're right in terms of general like estate planning, financial planning. And I will go back to your thing about the tax preparer. So there are all of these different specialties. We use lawyers all the time. They, the estate planning is going to be estate lawyers. Your financial planner should really kind of sit in the middle of all that and do the do the potential futures and work with you and your situation. But then also kind of quarterback and say, hey, we need to pull in a lawyer here. We need an estate lawyer here. Of course, we need the tax preparer 
to fill out the forms, you know, to, to do your taxes from last year. But tax preparers generally, 99% of the time, are not doing any tax planning for you. How are you going to save taxes this year, next year, and five years from now? They're just filing returns. And so it's good, you know, if you, as you go through life and kind of grow, you want to grow your team, you know, the team around you that's helping you navigate some of these specialties. I see. So that's interesting. The tax, the, the, the tax preparer is like a specialist. The lawyer is like a specialist. You as a generalized financial advisor, like a family doctor, you are the kind of person who might refer people, but you're, you're kind of, you're like the, the rug in the big Lebowski. You sort of tie the whole room together. <laughs> that's exactly right. So the rug. I love it. People, people walk on me all day. It's awesome. You too. I mean, that's, that could be in your future. All right. I think that that about covers the topic. Do you want to just any kind of final thoughts on this for people to take home? No, I think, I think that was good. I really think we hit on a lot of the stuff. So what I wanted to get across again was just these different points that where people can give money, you know, under gifting rules, where you can spend money, where your families might be able to help out if you find you're in one of these situations. So this is really good content, I think, just to keep in your mind. That's definitely going to, I know there'd be some listeners and viewers out there that they'll be like, oh yeah, this, you know, I could have used this last year, <laughs> but still good to know right. now. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Well, I think that does about wrap us up. You've got some heavy movie viewing to do, man. Like, oh, what yeah, the hell? I better get on it. Go, go watch Shawshank and, you know, as a chaser, watch, watch some Big Lebowski. All right. Mike Morton, Morton Financial Advice. Thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or mortonfinancialadvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.